Guess there's no use in hanging around. Guess I'll get dressed and do the town. I'll find some crowded avenue. Though it will be empty without you. Can't get used to losing you no matter what I try to do. Gonna live my whole life through loving you. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Lewis. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's your boy, Gibby. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? How you doing, Lewis? I'm doing good. Good stuff. So today is the first time we'll be recording in separate studios. Yes, yes. I'd like to thank uh, my buddy, Jonathan, actually. He gave me the... uh, the setup table. So now I'm all set up at the new house and at the new office. Yes. Thank you, John. Nothing. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. So, I mean, usually after a couple overtime losses, I would, this would be a little bit worse terms, I would say. But for some reason, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, um, you know, what, what is it? Like the steps, the stages of grief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think what, I'm what, getting to that point now where I'm just like starting to be okay with it. Like we're at like stage three or four right now. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, we lost, but there it hasn't all been negative, no, right? No, no, no. There's some positives to take away. So today's uh, song is Andy Williams' "Can't Get Used to Losing You," and uh, <laughs> I can't get used to losing. Period. No. And, uh, yeah, just, I thought this song was appropriate for some Hab fans, and, you know, it symbolizes how I feel, and I don't care about anybody else, I just care about my feelings. Are you, are you crying over there, Lewis? <laughs> you all right? You gonna no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm ready to get into it, so. Yeah, let's get into it. I would say that these were the two most exciting games the Bell Center has seen all season. Yeah. Hard-fought battles, two overtime losses, I know, but wasn't all negative, like we said. How should the fans feel about this? Um, I think the Habs fans should be optimistic, to be honest. We're, like, we're fighting in our, in our games, and last night we saw another good game. Um, I think, personally, we should have won. We played a little bit sloppy in our end, but um, I felt like we should have... Like, our offense was there. Uh, the... The only negative I felt was Price. He let in a few softies. Um, yeah. No, I wouldn't. Like, okay. They they weren't softies. Really? They should have been stopped, But, though. yeah, like, good goalies make those safes. So, I'm not going to yeah. go out fully say they're softies. Right? Yeah, okay. So, But, sh- like, the carry Price that we know makes a couple of those saves. The first yeah. one, I would say, yeah, was a softie. But, I mean, when you let a good shooter come in like that. Yeah, it's he's going to make you pay. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we should be, uh, I think we should be optimistic because the product we put out there the past two games, uh, it's looked good, but I think we still need to acquire the key pieces to take our team to the next level. That's pretty obvious stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. What do you think? Like for me, a, a couple of weeks ago, I said the best thing to do was lose, but I want to see exciting games, you know? Yeah. And I think that's exactly what's happening right now. That mm-hmm. game Saturday night, to tell you the truth, it was refreshing to watch. It was like yeah. a glass of uh, cucumber water, you know? With a little bit of lemon? With, with No, just cucumber with one of those little umbrellas, you know, sitting back on the <laughs> Muskoka chair on okay. a plus 30 day, no humidity. That's what yeah. it felt like. You mm-hmm. know, the, it felt like that the Habs-Bruins rivalry was alive. Yeah, like it's brewing back up again. Yeah, brewing back up again. I like that. Yeah, no pun intended. Oh, <laughs> you know there was emotion. It was back and forth action. It was a hard, hard fought belt. Uh, huh? A hard fought 
bout. Yeah. You know, I felt the hate. I was even yelling at the screen. That's how you know. You know <laughs> I was yelling at the Bruins players. Like, there was emotion. You yeah. Know? I hated the, the shootout selection. Like, the players yeah. we selected. I didn't like that. I, I, I don't like Pacioretty taking Yeah, me either. Um, yeah. Uh, and to, to tell you the truth, I hated that it had to be settled by a shootout, period. Yeah. I saw a couple people uh, on Twitter saying this game needs another five minutes to settle. But yeah. uh, to tell you the, the truth, the the NHL like, going to shootouts is like putting ketchup on your eggs, man. Ruins everything. It's just it's really. Just I like improper. ketchup on my eggs yeah. a little bit, that's, not too much. That, that speaks to exactly what I'm trying to prove here. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> yeah, here we go. No, but you know, listen. When you lose, it's easy to hate things. I know, but to tell you the truth, like even last night again, in that game, mm-hmm. they battled back twice to make it interesting. They didn't have quit in their game. They kept you glued to the screen. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing, though, that both games had in common was terrible, terrible defending. Yeah, like which not has bad. Been, terrible it's been an issue. It's Defensive been an issue lapses. Like, it's so bad that I can't even be angry at Carl Alsner anymore because everyone you else just does kill. Everybody's just as bad. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I said it... <clears throat> On the last podcast, I said, unless they win this, you know, win the week out or mm-hmm. win out the week, they need to start planning for the future. I love the fight lately. It seems like they've been playing some of their best hockey, but it doesn't mean shit if the results aren't there. Yeah, I agree. So another big topic, and uh, let me get to the poll here. Not that kind of poll, Gibby. Ew. Come on. <laughs> we had quite a few uh, votes there. I know, man. I, I don't know what's going on. We're popular. Yeah, things are things are really starting to turn around. So 555 votes. Boom. And I said, uh, will Jonathan Drewen turn his season around? Now, I'll let you guys know that this poll was put before the news we got today, which we'll talk about after that he's been switched to the wing. But 70% say no. Okay, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are saying only if he's put back on the wing. Um, one guy, what did he say? One guy says Steve Cochran says no. If he had been able to, he would have done it already. He's also out of position. Um, a lot of people saying put him on the wing and he will turn yeah. his season around. Uh, Fred R. Power says, how can he? They will ruin him like the others. <laughs> so yeah, like, most people are on the same page. Most people are saying, listen, he's a winger. Let him play wing. So most people's wishes are coming true, right? But, I mean, it's been a disappointing season for Jonathan Drouin. Can he turn it around, in your opinion, and finish strong? To be honest, I'm not like... I'm not disappointed in Drewen. I'm more so disappointed that the whole fan base clearly sees what has to happen, which is take him off center. And finally, they finally realized it. But, um, like, all season, you can't really, you couldn't really, I, I had no expectations for him that much because of the fact that he was playing center. Um, his production, it, it's, it wasn't there because of the fact that he has the defensive responsibility of playing that center position. So you, I mean, right now he's got 20 points in 38 games, not the greatest, but what do you do? What, what do you expect from a guy who's playing center and he's playing a position he hasn't played at the NHL level? He was drafted as a winger, not a center. So this NHL, this is the NHL, not juniors or minor peewee. Can't expect a guy to change position and excel offensively with all the defensive liability that comes with center. Mm-hmm. So now that he is moving to the wing, I'm like this season, I'm still not expecting much because he doesn't have that top center that we need yeah. right now. Like we're going to discuss in a few moments is the Della Rose. He's playing with Della Rose now, right? right? Which I mean, I'm expecting. Delarose to help them, but 
Um, I don't know. I think until we get a, a top center for Drewen and Galchenyuk, because clearly we're not playing Galchenyuk center. Um, I think he'll he'll he. You might see an, a slight increase in his point production, but uh, I think for now we're gonna see what we get. Okay. And then at the end of the day, I think we need a top center for Drewen next season. And if we do get that top center, it's uh, a sixty to seventy point season for him next season. Okay. Yeah. So you're saying you're not expecting too much this season. No, this season uh, because he unless he moves back to center, but if he stays on the wing for the rest of the season, I see him having a slight increase, but uh not much mm-hmm. because of the fact that we don't have our top center yet. Yeah. You know, when I see him just the whole season, he looks like he's trying to do too much out there. He's got the skill, mm-hmm. he's got the hands, but it seems like he's doing that one extra move and then it turns into a turnover. You know, trying yeah. to be too creative with his passes, leading to more turnovers. You know, I, I, I know he has to be frustrated because I'm watching him, I'm even frustrated. You know, how could you not be? Yeah, it's... it's I, I feel bad for the guy. He, yeah. he wants to create so much, but he doesn't really have much to play with as well. Yeah, and you know he he just can't make anything happen right now, and uh, he's yeah. not gritty. He he doesn't engage in board battles. He doesn't hit, so he can't really make up for like the lack of production in other areas because that's not mm-hmm. his strength, right? His strengths are he's a he's a nifty playmaker. Yeah, great passing and an underrated shot. He's not a, the fastest yeah. skater, but he's still a smooth skater. Hmm. And like I don't know if playing center and all the responsibilities of that position is affecting him. Probably is, but you know, right now we've seen enough to say he's a disappointment. Yeah, and I'm not saying like there's no hope, but he's been disappointing to say the least. Right? Yeah, I guess. So. I think, in my opinion, he needs to simplify things. Okay, it's a good start to give him a shot on the wing. I, th- I think he needs to play hungry for goals. Simple passes, simple shots. You know, once he gets his confidence back, I think then you can try some of that nifty shit, right? But right now, he looks like he has no confidence. Yeah, the confidence is uh, comes with how we're, we're playing as a whole team. Yeah, and you can blame the coach and the system. You can blame the positioning. But the bottom line is good players find ways to produce, you know? Yeah. He's not doing it in the shootout. He's not doing it on the power play. He's not doing it five on five, right? So, Johnny, you know what time it is. I'm issuing is you a wake-up call. Oh, yeah, it's here. Oh, boy. Tabernacle, get those cheese curds out your ass, Johnny. Get some fresh tape on those fresh pair of twigs. Maybe switch to 100 flex, try and tighten things up. I don't know. A little pre-workout to get the heart rate going and just fire away. Huh? <laughs> Let's go, kid. Yeah. We got faith in you, bud. There it is. You know, look at this as a, a fresh start to a new beginning. You are our French baby Jesus. <laughs> like it. Oh, man. All right. Jonathan, you've been called out. <laughs> so I hope, uh, I hope, listen, now you know that if he does turn it around and he starts to score, you know who to thank. Your boy, Lewis. You it's welcome. your boy, Lewis. And if he doesn't, then he obviously didn't listen to the podcast and it's his fault. Exactly. So, now moving into the line. The day has come. Jonathan Drewen back on the wing, centered by JDLR, opposite of Chucky. Expectations. It's about goddamn time, boys. It's about (laughs) time. I feel like Habs management's listening to our podcasts. Lately, everything we discussed. I mean, our listens have increased massively. (laughs) Yeah, heavy. Um, but yeah, like, I feel like lately everything we discuss a week later, it it happens. Like what we discussed, it ends up happening with lions. Um, but honestly, I really, I really like the Della Rose playing center. He's a natural center, a big boy. Um, he plays well defensively, which allows Chucky and Drewen to open up more offensively and possibly find, uh, finally have the two breakout. Um, at this point in the season, I don't have much expectations, but um, I hope De La Rose can. I hope this opportunity for De La Rose, it, it, sh- it can finally sh- he can finally show that he can play in the top six role 
perhaps break out into a top nine down the road so we can finally use him properly mm-hmm. instead of having him buried on the fourth line. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I, 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 I like, I've always liked De La Rose. So I'm, I'm hoping if we don't have him in our future plans, he can maybe play well and bring value to his name. So, but yeah, I guess we got to wait and see tomorrow and see how they play. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't believe my eyes. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was a typo. I was I was waiting for that, like, oh, but you know, uh, somebody's on a therapy day. I don't know. Like, I was just waiting for something. <laughs> yeah. So they finally did it, right? Now, one thing I do want to note is that this could be a lot of pressure for Druin. Yeah. Because he needs to perform now, right? And I know from what I've been told that this kid does like the spotlight, right? Mm-hmm. So it's time for him to prove it. Right. So this is what I like about it. I think I'll say that I like the idea of the two creative, our most creative wingers with a guy who is without a doubt a true centerman. Yeah. Obviously an offensive black hole. Right. But um, I mean, if this works out, I think what De La Rose could bring is he can he can take care of a little bit more of the defensive responsibilities Right and and let the two of our most skilled guys open up, you know. Let them let them yeah. get to work, work their magic, you know. And I'll give you an example. It's like Gallagher, right? Mm-hmm. He's had a lot of success this year because of how good Plakanich has been as a shutdown two way center. Yeah. Right. So this could be exactly what we've been waiting for, or it could just be another failed experiment. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back to the trying. Yeah. At this point, though, no experiment hurts, man. No. I think uh at this point of the season we are lo- we're kind of like looking at any changes and coming up with as many reasons as possible to, to why it will work and vice versa, right? The haters yeah. are thinking of a million reasons why it won't work. It's kind of sad that it's come to that, right? Mhm. But hey, at the end of the day, you got to try things and uh the window is rapidly closing and the rest of the season could end up being early training camp for next year. Yeah. So like I've been saying for a long time now, time to get creative. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, player? Yeah. Fam. Don't hate the player, hit the game. That's it. Respect the shooter, not the bullet. <laughs> okay. So something on a positive note. What? We have positivity? Yes, we do. Nicolas Delaurier. Hey, man. Continues to do it all. Yes, sir. One, does he deserve another contract? And two, how did you feel about pl- him playing with Drew Ann and Chucky the other night? And do you think he deserves a promotion? Um, Nicolas Delaurier. Nicolas. I like him a lot, actually. actually. Nicolas. I think... I think when you find a guy that has so much, as much passion as he does, that plays for a team that clearly he wanted to play for, for a long time, he says, um, I think he deserves another contract. Um, he's been a stud. In uh, in twenty four games, he's got nine points. It's not like, oh my god, he's a point per game. But if you think about it, the guy's been playing on the fourth line, the whole time, and he's got almost a point every three games. So that nothing bad. Mm-hmm. Um. In Buffalo, his highest total was 15 points in ni- in 82 games. So yeah. he's already more than halfway to his career high in a quarter of the games. Um, I don't think he should be playing alongside Drew and Chucky. Um, but, I mean, at this point in the season, he deserves a shot to maybe get a promotion on the third line, whatever, because he is playing well and he is showing that he can play. He scored a goal last night. Um, yeah. Plus, it's it doesn't hurt right now at this point because we're not making playoffs. So, mixing up the lines here and there, I don't, it doesn't hurt. Just see if you can find some chemistry with some other players, I guess. Yeah, I can agree. Yeah, I'm gonna start by saying Nicola, <laughs> Nicola. <laughs> That's my new chant for him. Uh, Let's do it. The answer is yes. He deserves a deal. He's earned. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, he's doing it all. Guy's scoring, he's hitting, stands up for his teammates if needed. I think this kid, he's really impressed me. Mm-hmm. 
by design, the guy is your prototypical fourth liner for sure. Yeah. You know, he has some speed. He's a good skater. He puts pressure on the D-man because he finishes his checks. He's got decent hands, too. Yeah, he's not a bad player, man. He's not, and he actually has a pretty good shot. So I think the kid is definitely part of what's going right for this team. And there's not a lot, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, when I watch him, too, and I can see why Claude Julian likes him, he, he does have a lot of similarities to, like, a Milan Lucic-type player. Yeah. Like a big banger, but he still has enough skill. To score goals. To, like, play up and down the lineup. I think that that's yeah. where he's kind of heading. Um, he didn't really look out of place playing with Chucky and Drouin, but that's definitely a stretch <laughs> for him, right? Yeah. I can yeah. see the guy maybe eventually being a third liner, like you said, mm-hmm. at best. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this guy definitely has the tools to hang in there with some of the skilled guys. Yeah. Still some defensive blunders, of course, but, hey, nobody on this team especially is innocent when it comes to that. No, not at all. But in the end, uh, yeah, I think Delorier is starting to make himself a true fan favorite. Yeah. So... Nicola. <laughs> Good job, bud, and keep it up. All right, and this is a segment uh, brought to you by Gibby. Which segment is that? The last one <laughs> of our topics one. Mark Bergevin, if you had one mulligan deal in his tenure, which deal would you take back, if any? So this is trade or contract. Yeah. Um, Speak to the people. I thought long and hard, and I couldn't really think of one that stood out obvious. A lot of people, a lot of fans are going to argue, oh, the Weber-Suban deal 100%. But if you really think about it, that hasn't really hurt us in any way. Okay, you can argue he's injured a lot now. He's missing a lot of time. But after a long process of thinking, I... uh, the one Mulligan deal is the Eller deal, I found. Larry? Yeah, Larry. Larry. Um, we traded away, first of all, we traded away a center for two draft picks. Um, so we traded away a guy who still, in my eyes, had potential. Um, he, he, at best, would be a second-line center with some upside. Um Right now, like you can see it, we're hurting on center, and it it it, it wasn't exactly a deal we needed to make. Uh-huh. Um, I always liked Eller like a lot, right? But um, I don't know, like it was kind of it was kind of a weird thing to do to have. Um, it was, I don't know, man. Like it's it it didn't make sense to me uh-huh. at all. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I I love I love Aller his his defensive aspect of the game. It's good, and uh, he's he found success in in Washington. Yeah, I, I, to tell you the truth, you think about it, Eller could. <laughs> if we had Eller on this team right now, it could help. Yeah, think about it. Like you have Eller playing with right now, Druen and Chucky. I mean, you you never it, it wouldn't hurt. I to always see remember how the egg line. Fares. Eller. Gallagher and Chucky. That was such a good line at one point. Yeah, so you already know that you have some chemistry with um, with Galchenyuk, and then you have another skilled winger with Drouin. Yeah. Who knows what you could uh, what you could get there? So I don't know. I I think if Mulligan, I'd I'd have that Eller deal as a Mulligan because of the fact that where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I can see where you're coming from there. Yeah. Uh, now me. Let's hear it. Where do I start? <laughs> no, like you said, to tell you the truth, I don't think there there aren't too many moves that we could definitively definitively say have ruined the team. You know? No. Like I spoke about it before. I think bad negotiations, hard gambles, old school mentality, I think was his biggest issue. A couple to be determined deals, right? But I've been uh, very vocal on numerous occasions about this past off season and how I feel about it. 
Right. And there's one specific by the sounds of it. Uh, but, you know, one that did come to mind at first when I thought about it was the Shaw trade, right? Because yeah, that pick that ended too. up turning into your boy, Alex DeBrincat. DeBrincat. You know, 14 goals, 14 assists this year. Yeah. Already, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, I thought about that, and I'm like, nah, you can't fault a man for trading a player you didn't have. Yeah. Right? And when you trade picks, you're always taking that risk. So I'm not going to – you can't just be scared to trade picks because that player might end up turning out better than the player you got, right? Yeah. That's that's being scared. But you know me, the signing of Carl Alsner. No way. It was a mistake. No, I would have much, you don't say. I would have preferred overpaying for Markov. Okay? Yeah. It's too much money. He's a bust. And if Mark Bergevin did his research, he would know exactly what he was getting. Okay? And yeah. I know some people are going to say I'm too harsh and everybody else is just as guilty as Carl. And maybe they're right. But I'm, like, I truly believe that if Carl Alsner was scratched, that we would see an improvement in defense. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been the worst. But when Carl Alsner is on your top pair, you have issues. Okay, yeah. he's not ca- capable of su- uh, shutting down the top players in this league. Maybe as a third-pairing guy, he'd be okay, but still, that would be a big-time overpay for a third-pairing guy. Mm-hmm. And I think what's happening is kind of like a trickle-down effect where him not being able to keep up with the faster-skilled guys, right? So the matchup is not good, so they're expecting other D-men to play in his spot, and it's kind of just trickling down, right? And everybody's expected to play above their skill set right now. Yeah. Right, he's not able to step up and take those big minutes. Petrie has to step up and take those big minutes right now, and Carl Alsner can't play those twenty-six minutes. So, you know, and I just—I don't know—it was a bad signing. I agree, my friend. And he's been better as of late, so I'll give him some respect for that. Don't get me wrong. You know, the problem is though is the whole point of this guy was to upgrade on Emelin, and instead you virtually have the same thing without the physicality. Yeah. So it, it was a mistake, and it's not a huge thing, right? It's not like a make-or-break thing because That's what it's she said. not Carl Alsner's fault, mm-hmm. right? But at the end of the day, that if I had to take back a move, I'd get this guy right off my team. Pack your shit. <laughs> not to me. Yeah, man. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Want the latest Habs news with game previews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Laval Rocket or the Brampton Beast more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got what you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Allhabs.net. And we're back. Yo, what's back up? Back at it again. We're back at it like crack addicts. All right, so it is time now for Hab a Prediction. Will Victor Mete score a goal before our next show? Poor me. Uh, no goals, but. No? No, no goals, but. Two assists. That's my prediction. Two apples? Two apples. Granny Smith. All right. So I'm taking a little bit of a different approach here. Mm -hmm. My answer is yes. Okay. The kid has been dynamic. I think he's uh, picked up where he left off. His speed and passing ability is uh, probably better than everybody on the team. (laughs) And I feel like he's just knocking on the door, man. I, I do. So... I'm going to say he scores two goals what? before the next show. Come on. Let's have a prediction. That's a bold prediction, not have a prediction. Nah, that's have a prediction. Okay, and, fine. You know what? You're going to be calling me a hockey genius if it does pan out. A guru. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, player. Okay, so moving into our second set of topics here. Um, team Canada Olympic team roster. Yikes. Review and expectations. <laughs> um, I think the team as a whole is the best you're going to get without any NHL players. 
Um, which, by the way, I feel like that's still a little bit of a dumb thing that Mr. Uh, Bettman did, but whatever. Um, the offense has a, a few former Habs, and offense may actually be pretty decent. You got the likes of Wolski, um, Kelly, Bork, Raymond, Thomas. Um, did you say Raymond Bork? No, my friend. Rene. Rene. Yeah, but you said Bork, Raymond. Yeah, um, Mason Raymond <laughs> and Rene Bork, but oh, I get okay. it. Okay, damn it. Um, I wish. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like the defense, when you look at the defense, Jesus, what a disaster. Um, I can't for the, like, the life of is me. Is that the defense or is that the coaching staff? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, is it, I, I don't, to be honest, I don't know anybody <laughs> on the defense. I really don't. No, you know Chris Lee, right? Okay, fine. I know one player, um, <laughs> but I, I, I can't see how they're going to be good. It's just literally... Well, but, the, okay, the one thing they do have going for them is <laughs> not everybody, like, everybody else is probably going to be shitty too, so, right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, then you got the goaltending, okay? You got Ben Scrivens, who's probably going to be your starter. You never know. Maybe Justin Peters. Justin Peters is your uh, your lifetime backup NHL goalie. Let's be real. <laughs> um, well, Scrivens kind of too. But yeah, I guess Scrivens, if anybody, has probably had the most starting opportunity, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Basically, the team as a whole, I think they'll play well. They have the experience. But uh, my bold prediction is uh, a quarterfinal or a semifinal exit. So bronze medal at best is my prediction. Um, mm-hmm. you have like the whole, watch not- them upset the world. I mean, watch them surprise the world and <laughs> win gold again. I don't expect that, but if it happens, yeah. it happens. Um, I don't know. You have teams like Russia, Czech Republic, Slovakia, who they had non NHLers usually on their roster. Russia obviously is going to suffer. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't. I'm curious to see how the tournament pans out without NHL players, but I'm not overly excited to watch the games as I would be if the NHL players were in the in the tournament. Yeah, no, I hear you, and you're not alone. Um, yeah, like you said, four ex Habers here: Christian Thomas, Maxime Lapierre, yes. little Benny Scrivens, yes. and Rene Bork. But to tell you the truth, I'm more excited to watch Dalin play in this tournament mm-hmm. than watch Canada. You know, yeah, I'm I'm happy that he got uh, picked because I'd like to keep I'd like to watch him play. But to tell you the truth, I mean, I might watch a couple games, but you know, the times of the game, seven o'clock in the morning, early times, rough start. I don't. Uh, the ratings are going to be down big time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I don't think it's going to be popular. I wish them the best, of course, because it's Canada, but I'm not too interested in it. And uh, you know what? I rather watch uh, Jamaica and a bobsled team. You know, bring <laughs> home a gold. Jesus. Okay, so you know what time it is now, Gibbs? What time is it, Lewis? It's time for Give Me a Fact. Give me a facts. All right, guys. I got what you uh, got. I got a couple doozies here. Um, A contest was held to name the San Jose Sharks. And Rubber Puckies was one of the finalists. The Blades won voting, but was determined to have too many gang ties. So the team went with Sharks, because apparently they've never seen West Side Story. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, <laughs> another one. Interesting one. I actually might be able to produce this. Um, if you consistently fart for six years and nine months you'll be able to produce enough gas to create some, the same energy as an atomic bomb. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> stuff. Cra- That's interesting. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm creating an atomic bomb as we speak. We already have uh, so many, you know, natural disasters and terrorism happening in this world. Now you're just promoting more, Gibbs. Oh, my God. <laughs> um. I totally messed up, and we forgot to do our Tweets of the Week, so let's just do it right now. Tweets of the Week. Anything interesting? Um, On the Tweeter wire? 
I found actually I, I, I got one that's pretty funny. Um if you guys wanna go on, uh the official tide uh account on Twitter. Yeah. They tweeted what should tie pads tie pods be used for? Doing laundry. Nothing else. Eating a tide pod is a bad idea. And we asked our <laughs> friend Rob Gronkowski to help explain. So basically it's a video of Rob Gronkowski saying no, 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 no. Um, every time they ask him, should Tide Pods be eaten? So yeah, go check that out. It's pretty <laughs> I funny. Believe, I can't believe this Tide Pod challenge. Like that's a, it's crazy. Yeah, it, people are actually uh, interesting humans. I blame chemtrails. That's that's what I blame. Yeah, it makes people <laughs> go crazy. It's true yeah, for sure. Only other only only explanation. So I actually had a couple tweets of the week, but I thought this was hilarious. It just happened on my timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, so James Myrtle tweeted, how in the hell did Barzal fall to 16th pick in the draft? Mm-hmm. And then uh, one guy comes in. His name is Kung Fu Canuck. And he says, uh, everyone likes to make fun of Boston and Edmonton for this, but nobody ever gives Florida enough crap for taking Lawson Kraut at number 10. Or La- Lawson Kraus. You know, you know that guy, right? Mm-hmm. You heard of him? At number 10. Lawson Kraus <laughs> then commented and corrected him and said 11. So he got picked <laughs> at 11. <laughs> the, the real Lawson Kraus <laughs> stepped up and said 11. That's hilarious. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, that's so. I thought that I think that one made me laugh. So that's when it good. makes me laugh out loud, then it's coming on the show. All right, so uh, moving on now, uh, it's time for the news. All right, guys, uh, got a couple doozies here. A couple news things that we got to talk about here. Okay. Um, <laughs> Couple news things. <laughs> if you said that on the real news, you'd be fired in a day. <laughs> uh, so we got a couple news things we're going to talk about <laughs> on the show. Okay. So <laughs> Montreal claims center Logan Shaw, no relation to Andrew Shaw, off waivers from Anaheim Ducks. He's a plug. Uh, <laughs> Philip Deneau is listed as day to day with concussion like symptoms. He suffered on Saturday against Boston after he took a clap bomb to the head. Not a concussion. Concussion-like symptoms. Yeah. Okay, guys? So, so don't, there's don't, a difference. Don't, don't, be, don't get it twisted. Um, after he took a slap shot to the head from Zdeno Chara. Um, speaking of Shaw, Montreal places Andrew Shaw on IR with a lower body injury. There is no timeline on his return. He'll be reevaluated in 7 to 10 days. The Minnesota Vikings advanced to the NFC Championship with a last-second game-winning touchdown. Case Keenum passed to Stephon Diggs, which was 61-yard TD. The defense had one job. It wasn't like it was like on the one-yard line. It was 61 yards away from the touchdown zone. What a devastating play. <laughs> one job. One job. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> will play the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC Championship. Let's go Vikings! Let's go Eagles, my squad. Um, no, I got, I'm cheering for the Eagles because I, I think that they're probably the only team that has a chance to beat Tom Brady. I hope so. Um, so yeah, they'll be playing them in the NFC Championship this weekend. New England will be playing Jacksonville in the AFC Championship. A uh, little doozy here. Former Habitant. Yuri Seacatch selected to the Czech Republic Olympic roster. Hey, Yuri, Yuri. Seacatch. Um, <laughs> yeah, he uh, didn't pan out. Remember how much hype he had? Yeah, you know, and I blame Michelle Therrien. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> no other way. Yeah, I blame him because I wasn't really that unimpressed with him, but who am I, yeah. right? Who am I? Who am I? Um... Toronto Blue Jays signed outfielder Curtis Granderson to a one-year $5 million deal. Granderson hit 212 last year and had 26 home runs last season, split between Mets and Dodgers. Take that, Yankees. We're coming for you. We're coming for you. <laughs> um, UFC fighter Matt Hughes returned to the Octagon with an emotional return after a seven-month absence after a that- train hit his truck. 
Yeah, that was real heartfelt. I'm proud of him. Mm-hmm. Did he win? No, no, no. It was uh it was he didn't fight. Oh, he didn't fight. He, he just, um uh, so basically what had happened was just stepped in and said hi. Yeah, so the lights went down prior to the welterweight bout between Kamaru Usman and Emil Meek. It was basically a little feature of his recovery was being played on the big screen and his entrance music uh played through and uh yeah, it was a really nice gesture. Yeah. Um, no, you know what? I'm happy for him. You never want to see people get hurt. And, yeah, exactly. Definitely happy to see him uh, get back out there. And uh, I also saw Philip Deneau waiting for him to get back up there. Happy he's okay. Yeah, that was a heavy clap bomb. Um, that char I did on purpose, right? Yeah, oh, 100%. <laughs> um, and this was actually recent, like, hour. Um, John Jones takes a polygraph test and passes to prove he didn't willingly know he was taking steroids. But did he have a needle in a shoe? Because I heard that when you have a little pin in your shoe, you can uh, trick the test. So, Really? I didn't Check know Check his shoes. Check his shoes. I don't know button. the wording of it. He didn't willingly know. Willingly know. I don't know. That's, that's interesting wording there. So whatever. I don't know. I want to see uh, what questions he were asked. He was asked. I'm happy if that's the truth cuz I want I I I'm a fan of his and I really hope that he didn't do that on purpose. No, I hate him. But I still don't think that I don't see his career really turning around at this point. I can't stand him. All right. Shooters never win. And you know what time it is? It is time for Everybody's favorite segment. This is real lice. Real lice. Real lice. I got lice. <laughs> this is, gosh, this is real life with Lewis and Gibby. All right. All right. All right. You're going to go first or I go first? I'll go first. Okay. So I'm going to ask you this question Do you prefer to watch a movie or TV show? With English voiceover or in the original language with English subtitles? What would you prefer? I think subtitles. Um, Simply because I feel like the voiceover doesn't have the emotion behind the original. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I think... uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, with the subtitles, and I like to read sometimes. It's good to read, you know? Yeah. Because Never. no, some people I know, some people hate that. Some people will be like, ah, I, can't, I can't watch movies with subtitles because they're constantly looking down, looking up. They can't pay attention. Yeah. But the reason why I asked this question is because I just started watching El Chapo on Netflix. How is it? And originally, I started watching it. It had English voiceover, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't take it. These English voiceovers are so bad. Like, they choose the worst voices for the people, man. Like, they're so bad. You know? Like, it's a terrible voice. It's like, hey, do you know where you're going with that? Like, it's a terrible voice. Like, like you would think if they're going to do voiceovers, and I know this is probably hard, but, like, choose something that suits the guy's face. Yeah. You know? I understand that the lips are not going to match up, but something that matches the guy's face. I couldn't take it. So I I found that there is a setting on Netflix that I was able to put it in its original, which is in Spanish, and English subtitles, and wow, world's different. Way mm. better. So yeah, <laughs> I would recommend it. <laughs> if you, It's actually not bad. It's not as good as Narcos, but it's pretty good. So, but like I said, do not watch it with English voiceover. It's terrible. You feel like you're watching like one of those freaking kung fu movies. Wow, wow, wow. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Okay, so yeah, we're on the same page there. Yeah. What you got for me? All right, I got, uh, okay, you're on public transit, and there's an elderly lady standing and a young kid sitting down. You're standing as well. Do you tell basically tell this kid to put some respect on this lady's name, or do you tell, or you just keep quiet? What do you do? No, you know what? Usually, I'd probably be like, "Hey, man, why don't you, uh, why don't you let the lady sit down?" You know? Yeah. I but think I would definitely do that. But uh, what if he looks like a gangbanger? 
I don't care. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't never scared. No, I think I would tell them, like, come on. Hey, why don't you let the lady sit down? I would. I would do that. And then plot twist. This lady wants to take you out for dinner. What do you do? <laughs> well, I'm a happily... Uh, okay, just... It's, in a relationship with man. <laughs> hypothetical. Hypothetical. Well, I don't know. No, I'd, just, I'd say thank you so much, but uh, I can't. I have plans. <laughs> oh, and that goes back to one of our real life... Uh, Real life ones, <laughs> yeah, our, our yeah, original. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what do you say when somebody asks you, hey, do you want to hang out with them? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I would say thank you so much for the gesture, but I can't. I'm, I'm actually from out of town, and... Uh, I'm leaving tonight, I, bye. I I, I'm not from around here. Or just put on a crazy accent. Excuse uh, me? Nope. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think I would. I think I would tell her, but like it depends how old she is. Like, uh, like if she's like really old, and I see that she's struggling, yeah. Because I, do, I don't, I support the code of first come first serve. You know, like if she looks like she's really old, she's struggling, fine. But if she's like in her fifties and she's totally fine, then I'm not really gonna say anything. I think it all depends on the mm-hmm. severity of her age, <laughs> like how much wear and tear does she have, right? Yeah. So. That would be it. What about you? You you do the same, or what do you think? Uh, I'll tell the lady to go fuck herself. Uh, you know, straight up. No, I would I would probably tell him, hey man. Well, by the way, we're very sexist. We're assuming that this person sitting down is a male. It's kind of messed up. Um, no, but I would tell this uh, this individual to stand up and l- allow the lady to sit. Hopefully, there's no issue. Okay, what if you're sitting? Are you gonna? You oh no, I yeah, I always do that. I'm a nice dude. Oh, okay, that's good. Nice guy, that's man. Good. Um, yeah, you know? you know what? I I really have ADD, so sometimes you probably don't even maybe, realize. Like I, I don't even realize. Like I have bad. Like my awareness sometimes is terrible, especially if I'm like glued into something. Like I'm yeah. reading an article or whatever, and usually I'm listening to a podcast or I'm just like pretty distracted. So if I do notice, I probably would. But listen, anybody who's seen me on the bus, and I barely take the bus, but if you have and I didn't get up for you, I'm sorry. We're sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you know what time it is now, Gibby? What time is it, Gibby? What? You're doing this wrong, man. <laughs> oh, man. You know what time it is, Gibby? What time is it, Lewis? Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. We pick sports weekly. <laughs> that was brutal execution. <laughs> that was brutal execution. It's okay, though. <laughs> the fans will still accept, <laughs> I think. Whatever. So, controversy strikes. What controversy? So, we thought that we chose the same game last week. Yeah. But yeah. it turns out that we didn't. I chose the Friday game. This is and you chose the Thursday. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Lewis <laughs> is trying to cheat. And to tell you the truth, I had no clue there even was a He's, Thursday game. I didn't know lie. they were playing a matinee. I didn't. This is a lie. <laughs> I'm serious. And I always choose check the tapes. I always choose Friday, Saturday games. Okay. No, so I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt here. I'm pretty sure you said uh you were choosing Thursday games before, but then you're like, I have no luck, so I'm going to Fridays now. I think that was about three podcasts ago. So I'll give Maybe. you that. No, I think I said I was choosing Friday, and I just said I'll stick with Saturdays because I was. I remember only choosing Friday, uh, Friday, Saturday. But whatever, it doesn't matter. I chose that, and I thought you went one and I'm trying one to help you out I here. Thought, you just make yourself. I thought you. <laughs> I thought you chose the same game as me, but you didn't. No, they went back to back. So I did go one and one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Vancouver beat Columbus. I don't know how, but they did. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Washington ended up beating Carolina. So that's one and one. I am now 12, 14, and one. Mm-hmm. My new picks I got Philly versus Jersey. Saturday. I got Philly winning 4 2. Okay. And I got Pittsburgh and San Jose. Mm-hmm. I got San Jose winning 4 3. So I'm not really choosing layups this week. I'm making it tough. I feel like the, my layups, you know, the hockey gods are not giving it to me. So 
Okay. That's my that's my selections. Um well, I went back to back 0 and 2. So like I'm kind of a little disappointed in myself. Um just giving me a chance, boy. It's pro sports I'm coming thing. for you. It's pro sports, guys. Um so basically I got uh last week I took Carolina versus Washington, the Thursday game. I chose Washington 3-1, Carolina 1-3-1. Um, rough start for the kid. Saturday, <laughs> I chose New York Rangers against New York Islanders. I chose the Rangers to win 2-1. And, uh, yeah, the Islanders blew out the Rangers 7-2. Yeah, and they, by they the way... A, they got a beat down. So because of the bye weeks in the NHL right now, I've had to pick up a goalie because of the fact that I was going to miss my starts. So I picked up Pavlik, right? And I started it. So I have two goalies, two goalie slots. I picked up Pavlik and I already originally had Lundqvist. So I had them both in my spots. And if you watch that game, they both played and they both shit the bed. So (laughs) my goalie stats for that week were cooked. Like I had like a save percentage of like 797. It was terrible. That's funny. So yeah, that I was, have to th- say that that's, that's pretty funny. So yeah, that was just icing on the cake. Um, so now I am fourteen, twelve, and one. Um, my new picks: I got uh, Thursday game Washington versus New Jersey. I got New Jersey winning five two. Um, Dallas versus Buffalo. I got Dallas winning three one Saturday. Yeah, I was looking at that game, but I just I had a bad feeling. It is what it is, you know. Pro sports, pro sports, but yeah, all right. So that's pretty much the show this week. Um, yeah, and I think we're pretty much in agreement here that agreement, agreement that if the Habs don't win out, the playoff hopes are pretty much done, right? Uh, yeah, and I win out this week. I don't want them to win out, man. I'm, I'm yeah, I, I don't I know want them to you battle, don't, but I don't want to battle for a playoff spot. I don't, because if you if we, know, it just, we it don't want to like end it's up a like waste, the Leafs was the Leafs were that those years that they ended up missing the playoffs by like a point or two, and then I know, and we were stuck pack. there for we were yeah. stuck there for don't a want it too. don't want it. All right, so I hope y'all learned something. Uh, don't watch uh, any shows or movies with English voiceovers. Terrible. Uh, listen to have a listen the podcast There's every an idea. week. Uh, that's that's what's gonna take you the furthest in life. Yes, we'll see you guys later. See ya later. Hi, I'm Lewis. And hi, I'm Gibby. And together, we are Hab a Listen. Do you need something to listen to on the go? Do ya? Well, do we have something for you. Subscribe to Have a Listen, the podcast on iTunes. A new episode will be available on Wednesday nights almost every week. Wow, every week, Gibby? Well, not every week, but almost. Oh, but what if I don't have an iPhone? No problem. You don't say. Tell me more, Gibby. Have a Listen is also available on SoundCloud, which could be accessed at allhabs.net. Wow, that's amazing. Yes, it is, Lewis. Yes, it is. Have a listen. The podcast.